0: And we're back once again guys another episode of the myfa fantasy football podcast stilo here still reeling from the past couple of weeks and I'm joined by willie
1: G'day everyone good to good to be back after the international break
0: so the roundup league roundups have been sitting on the website for a while so we're not we're not going to do our usual deep dive into what happened in the past week. But uh, Willie's going to talk us through how his week, game week, went last time, to start with.
1: Yeah, so um, f- 55 in game week four, which was a, a vast improvement on my previous two uh, two game weeks, where I hit just over 30. Uh, so no, it was a better week, and I got green arrows across the board, which was nice. Um, although I did lose my head-to-head to Ian, which was a little... Little disappointing, but you got to take the the positives with the negatives, especially uh, early on in the season, particularly this season, which has just been crazy. What a crazy start it's been with with all the goals and more. I mean, we know the Premier League's unpredictable, but it is very unpredictable. Um, so yeah, I think the Hammers got me eighteen, which was um, what was definitely um, well received, having brought him in. Uh, the week before um, and that Everton team look like they're flying so yeah good to get 18 from him um, and yeah better game week better game week so hopefully uh, onwards and upwards from here
0: nice so I got 46 for the game week lost my head to head with Jason by one point oh. and my game week can be summed up by three of my defenders combining for negative two points <laughs> So less said about that, the better. So because, Wonderful. yeah, yeah, yeah. So no guests this week. So we're going to dive straight into um, your questions, guys. So the first question came from perennial underachiever Tom Hill. And he asked us, how many times you uttered fuck off under your breath when checking each morning's results since this mad season began? <sighs> Uh, uh,
1: I think probably every week <laughs> for the first for the first four weeks. Um, but he yeah he does bring up a, a good point. It is a, a very natural reaction uh, waking up on Sunday morning. Obviously for for those um, Moapa managers that are based here in New Zealand on this side of the world. Um, if it's in the UK, obviously during the day you you're saying fuck off. But yeah, I would say every week. Every week, maybe game week four, it wasn't a fuck off, but it was not far off because it's it's just been a disastrous start for myself.
0: Yeah, it's been said many times. I think the ridiculous nature of this season so far can be summed up with Manchester United losing 6-1 to Tottenham and Mm -hmm. that not being the biggest shock result of the weekend. No. That's just ludicrous to have to have your champions turn up against Villa and concede seven, and it could have been about 10. Yeah. There's yeah. just there's just no legislating for that. So there's some people who have been performing really well. They've so got good teams. I'm not saying those people that are performing well have bad teams, but there's some people who have quite good teams themselves who are getting... Just fucked by these random, outrageous <laughs> results.
1: I mean, the, I, I think the most ridiculous thing from game week four was the fact that so many people went into it with Mourinho saying Son was Son was out, and everyone thought he'd done a hammy and that was going to be several weeks. You know, possibly not even back after this international break, and then he shows up in the starting eleven at Old Trafford, plays a full game, and scores two goals and an assist. Uh, I mean, so many people took him out. I've never had him, which again, that just uh, sums up my my season. I should have had him, um, and I, I've uh, Kane. I had him in the first week and took him out. But I mean, son, there was nothing, was there? There was no read on that at all leading into that game. And that, that's the funny bit for me, is that game was extraordinary in the result. And Martial getting sent off as well, as a few of us that were Martial owners, including myself. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, just horrible. Um, and then, you, you're going to watch the Liverpool game straight afterward, thinking, as you say, it's not won't be anywhere like that. And it was... <laughs> I mean, I don't think we'll see a result like that again possibly this season. That extraordinary.
0: Yeah, and I think with COVID it's just gonna get worse. So we've already seen Mane miss a game. we we've seen that Ronaldo has managed to get COVID on international duty. Yeah. So we mm. sort of...
1: Well, yeah, that's the worry, isn't it? That all these players are coming back from from international duty, not in that confined sort of Premier League bubble that we've sort of come to know since the Project Restart. You just don't know what's going to crop up in the next couple of days as we go into game week, game week five. You, how, how can you call it, right? You just I guess there's a little bit of flying blind with some players. Um, I guess you're just going to have to play the game that you always play and just hope you dodge bullets. Yeah, 100% agreed. Uh, It looks like it's getting worse over there again, isn't it? So, yeah, uh, just another challenge for us uh, early on.
0: Great, so cheers for that question, Tom. Moving on to the next question from our man, Tim Roots. He started off with more of a request, and I think a few people have reflected this. Can you name, um, can Willie name a few members of his team of Tim's team in the bandwagon segment, because there seems to be some good juju that comes from his suggestions. So the cases <laughs> in point are Bamford, who almost is a must-have at the moment after after the the bandwagon treatment after week one, and Jorginho who's managed to get, get on the board a couple of times.
1: Yeah, yeah, was it uh, two penalties against Crystal Palace?
0: Yeah, but I yeah. still Jorginho like. Still what the fuck um, yeah. That's all he's
1: good for Is those penalties If he's not taking those penalties He's not I don't Yeah but It's part of the game isn't it You pick penalty takers So fair play oh, For
0: sure. got them. And Tim's Tim's second point Which I think We do want to make this a segment So he said Basically Can we create a segment Called WTF What the fuck were they thinking where we sort of look at people's crazy selections and do a Mm. bit of a deep dive, I think that's a great idea, but we're going to need your guys' help, I think, because we Mm. can't monitor every team. So if you're Mm. facing up against someone in a head-to-head or just looking through the scores and see something that makes you go, what the fuck? Drop myself or Willie a message on Facebook, Mm. highlight it to us, and we will definitely... Get into it on the next pod after you've sent it through. I think I think that's the best way to approach it. But a bit of team research there.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know that everyone should know that me and Stilo are, are quite happy calling someone out on this uh, on yep. this wee podcast if they've made a poor decision. And we yeah. know there's plenty more of them to come.
0: And if people want to call out our poor decisions, we're more than happy to do that as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: The next is from Marcus and not really a question to be answered, but he suggested that we uh, steal the Dean Windass Hall of Fame and get that going on our podcast. So for anyone that doesn't know the Football Ramble the Dean Windass Hall of Fame is where they used to do a big deep dive into players from the past, games from the past stadiums and things like that and just do a big sort of big sort of deep dive, talk about the player, what their memories and stuff are. I think that's something we might explore. I think it's something that we might be able to do every so often as Wilson and I, particularly Wilson, good fantasy knowledge, maybe go into the archives, pick out a fantasy Premier League star from years gone by and just talk about what we remember of them when they're in the fantasy Premier League and where they're fucked off to next.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. I think we, one of the, a couple of podcasts ago, we mentioned the days of uh, there was a Carlos, Carlos Tevez, um, and those those City and United lineups. That was um, some good days. About yeah. 10, eight, 18 years ago.
0: I think I think Michu is a prime sort of Michu, target yeah, for that absolutely. sort of thing as well. So yeah. great suggestion,
1: Marcus. for Wigan. <laughs> <laughs> That's another good one, is not it? Amir Zaki, I remember him. And what's that, oh, when Hull had that um, extraordinary start to the season um, under, what's his name? Um, Paul, was that Paul something? Oh, and Jimmy Bullard Jimmy, was there? Jimmy Bullard was there and, uh, Giv, G, was it Giovanni? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Giovanni and they had that incredible start to the season and then I remember him giving a team talk to his players on the field oh. after a game.
0: Fill, fill someone or something, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. Nah, someone will know. Someone. I'm gonna have. Yeah. I'm, gonna have to, I'm gonna have to look this up.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hull City that season, and everyone jumped on Hull City players. I think for the first half, and then they, I think they proceeded to not win a game in their last, maybe ten or twelve fixtures, and they stayed up by a point or two.
0: Brown. Phil, Phil Brown. Phil Brown was a manager. Phil Brown, that's it. Yeah. And he made them he made them stay on the pitch at half time in a game. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the yeah. One. I remember that as well. There's yeah, some good memories. But yeah, I mean that's great, great idea from Marcus for um, yeah. future future pods to bring up some of those classic
0: Classic um, like fantasy. fantasy, classic play, fantasy
1: right? periods or times where there was yeah. these players people jumped on. <laughs>
0: Blackpool, remember them? Blackpool? Oh, Blackpool,
1: yeah. Oh, Charlie Adam?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's an aurora. Yeah,
1: yeah. a Great one as well.
0: So, Dan, with a good question, uh, saying, how do you guys plan to navigate this crazy season and recover from your rubbish starts? Do you have patience and trust that good teams slash players will come good? Or do you knee-jerk them out and jump on the latest bandwagon? Now, I know Dan has directed that at both you and me, Willie, mm. but Dan's start to the season is probably not up to his high standards. He's sitting around the thirties in the mm. overall points, so probably looking for a bit of help between some struggling managers, but a mm. group think. So how how are you going to approach things?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, just quickly, three of the the, the guy, three of the top four guys that finished in the championship last season. So myself, Dan. Um, uh, Tom, Tom Niels, and Tim Roots. Out of the four of us, only Tim, I think, has has had a good start. So that just shows you the volatility of this season. Three, three guys, and then including myself. I, you know, I rate rate my game most of the time. You know, we're, we're decent players, and we've we've started terribly. Um, I think, for me, I have made some knee jerk moves in the first couple of weeks, and that's in recent seasons very unlike me. Um, Getting, I mean, I took Kane out first week, and that was pure. You know, I saw the Everton result and they lost one 0 there. Took Kane out, and and we know what he's done since. Um, most shots in the box out of any any striker, um, and I think one of the highest creativities as well. He's had six assists, and I know four of those came in the one game. But I think I think the way to navigate from here for me is is to try and be a bit more patient, not uh, not. Um, go down that knee jerk alley um, and just take a take a bit more of a breath and, and look at the team at face value and go even if there 's a, a couple of players going down in value you know don 't necessarily have that influence my decisions as much as you 're looking to get your team value up you know quickly early in the season to um, i guess help with that early wild card. Um, so yeah for me I want to try and be a bit more patient I think and just hold on to the guys that I've got now um I'm not saying I won't pull pull my wild card out but that's that's sort of where my head's at and I've sort of taken a bit of a breath over the international break and and looked at every single player that I've got in my team and you know just I I want to give it a a few more weeks and try and be a bit more patient before I start trying to completely turn turn my team upside down? I guess I don't know if that's a fair enough answer. but
0: Yeah, of course. Mm. I think for me I've gone into the season with very much backing the Liverpool back fullbacks and that hasn't come off for me so far. I'm going to persevere with it for a couple more weeks because it's the sort of thing it's not I think there's there's sort of the strategy side of things and what how you're going to set your team up is and where you're going to set set a lot of your cash. Mm. And then there's also the players. And I think there's almost two distinct things. You sort of have the philosophy where you go big at the back or you load the midfield or you chuckle your money up front. Mm. And then you set your team up around that. And I think it's easier to change your players and change your setup to start with. Because to change your setup, it's usually two to three transfers, and I think.
1: Yeah. I are think, you are you happy with the formation that you're playing? Because I, I know there's a lot of chat about, you know, strikers have started strongly, and yeah. some people have gone four four two or three five two. Do you see yourself making a switch potentially to three up front? I th-
0: I think in a couple of weeks, if these Liverpool players aren't consistently performing, then that's probably something I'll look at. Because you've been playing four 4 two. Yes, right? yeah, yes. four four two yeah. or yeah. three five two. So I think I'm just gonna give these guys a couple more weeks. But mm. there's there's nothing wrong with jumping on a player bandwagon. I don't think. As long as you're not as long as you're not taking too many hits mm. with your transfers. Yeah. The the top guys we know don't go negative four that often. mm but there's no point yeah. in being stubborn. I think we've all suffered that fate where you're like, Oh, I'm not bringing this player in, he's not gonna he's not gonna keep this up and then they freaking go on a run and get well oh, Jamie Vardy right, he scored ten games in a row that season, <laughs> yeah, broke yeah, the Premier yeah, League yeah. record.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Yeah, how long did it take people to jump on him and Mares that year? Yeah. And then yeah, um I think I'm, I'm not a, I'm not against taking a hit in game weeks I mean if I go off the last game week I took a hit and I still had green arrows across the board and the only thing that didn't come off was my head to head which I lost yeah. by 9.3 and you know had some good players that week and any you know fair and square beat me um, so I I don't think people should be afraid of taking the hit because if you've got a decent team and anyway you, if you're getting an, if you hit and as grant, Referred to when he was uh, the guest in our last our last pod. If you're hitting that captaincy, you got nothing yeah. to worry about. It's you're going to have green arrows. You're going to get a rise in rank. You're generally going to have a good week. Um, I guess my mindset at the moment. I've got a, so I've still got Matt Doherty in my team. Now what's he done? Nothing. Do do I just have a little bit more patience, or as I say, as you say, sorry, that you know do I just get him out and yeah. go for a cheaper. Um, a cheaper player at the back that still plays in a similar position, but in those like that four point five bracket for out more money for midfield and up front um, yep. so yeah
0: I think just keep testing your logic there's a reason there 's a, there's a reason you've bought a player in is mm. that reason that he 's in your team gone away? is that Have you seen enough to go like, actually that belief doesn 't stand up? I think if you just make sure you 're asking yourself those questions. Then.
1: Well, it's, it's, that, it's that taking a step back thing and going, was that a poor decision?
0: Yeah. You know,
1: taking it, the, the hindsight thing, right? Was that yeah. a poor decision, being that, that, that player in? Um, yeah. The last week I brought in Harvey Barnes and Raul Jimenez. Both, for me, are good players. I don't necessarily think those were bad decisions, but it was just the week it was.
0: You know? yep. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Awesome. Right, moving on to the next question, that's from Barney. Loving your engagement this season, Barney. And he's asked Yeah, us, mate, good stuff. He's asked us, which players do you think will be all hype this season? So I'm just gonna lead off with one and mm-hmm. he might not turn a bit out to be all hype all of this season, but fuck me, he has been hype coming <laughs> into the league, and that's Timo Werner. So you, yeah. you still you still think he's uh, you still think he's the business? He's a good player, and his stats in Germany were great. But it's the sort of thing brought him in, and actually he hasn't delivered yet. So, like,
1: what the fuck? I, I just don't think he's in the right position. I think he's been played out left. I think you, you, he. I mean, he needs to play through the middle with the pace that he's got. I think personally, if you're going to get the best out of him. Yeah, but at the moment, Frank is Frankie Lamps is playing. Tammy up top, isn't he, with, with Werner out left and I just don't know that it's yeah utilising his, his abilities out there. It may, and I've said this, I think I sound like a broken record, I have keep saying Pulisic and Ziyech come back, that system may change and it may help him out. But yeah, a lot of people have jumped off. Don't they? Yeah. Hmm.
0: Looking down the list, I can't See anyone else I would say at this stage Is all hype this season Callum Wilson sitting up there If Newcastle Can stay relatively Steady Then that might be okay Mm. Anyone in your mind Um,
1: So sorry Barney did want us to He wanted a player that Thinks is going to deliver
0: No I think a player that sort of you expect to deliver but actually turns out to be a bit shit. <laughs> um I,
1: mean, I suppose I've I suppose I cover off a few names in the in the bandwagon. Um, I mean
0: Maybe keep your powder dry there, mate, and we'll cover well, it I, I, still,
1: I still uh, yeah, yeah. I mean I won't go into the plays. Um, I still don't I'm still not convinced with Bamford. I just I think it's I think it's a flash in the pan. I really do. I think Leeds will be all right, though. I do think Leeds will um, ha- have a have a decent season, but I just, oh, it's, I just can't. I mean, everyone now listening is going to know that they don't have to be scared of me bringing in Patrick Bamford to beat them. Because, <laughs> <out>, <laughs> um, yeah, I. i I have my doubts i must admit, i have my doubts on Mason Greenwood if there's anyone that's been talking him up i yeah I'm a bit skeptical about him eh? uh united haven't started very well um and he's the reclassification hasn't helped either and the the hike in price um in terms of a fantasy perspective so i don't know i i think i probably have a bit of a doubt over him as a player
0: yeah fair feel cool. Yeah.
1: Mm.
0: And final question this week Came in from Diggy A bit earlier And he's asked Will Gareth put up performances Worthy of his price? So two things to note here One is that Diggy's a Spurs fan And the other thing to note is We've all got this question in our head How long until Jesse Farmer switches back To being a Spurs fan? (laughs) Hope hope you're listening, Jesse
1: Well it was a... I wasn't
0: a Newcastle fan before that as well. <laughs> this isn't about you, Jesse. So, Gareth Bale. It's hard to call. Obviously, he was a brilliant player when he was in the Premier League before. He was a brilliant player when he first went to Real Madrid. I don't know if he's still a brilliant player now. It's hard to tell. His performances for Wales haven't been amazing, but then he hasn't had much football.
1: Yeah, I think we touched upon him back a few weeks ago, didn't we? When we when he when he signed. Yeah, um, and I, I I guess I maintain my skepticism in the in regards to his age and the fact that he hasn't played a lot recently. Um, he wasn't playing a lot under Zidane in Madrid for, towards the end of that, um, end of um, well last season. So I don't know that that comes into it a bit, um, but. On the flip side, yeah, proven record in the Premier League for a number of years, so it's a it's a wait and see. Yeah, it's I
0: don't think,
1: it's a, I don't think it's, if you're playing your wildcard this week, I wouldn't I wouldn't bring him in straight off the bat, personally. But hey, that's that's the way you get a, a leg up in this in this FPL is bringing a player in no one has straight off the bat and he fires. So
0: yeah, my own only other question with him is. Does bring him in affect the the existing Kane Son partnership, and you don't want to mess that yeah. up. So that's yeah, I think that'll be interesting to see.
1: Well, if you've got both of them, there's not really any room for bail. No, and um, that and that set up, and I question whether there's any room for him if you've got even if you've you're Rock and De Bruyne and Salah at the moment in your midfield is. You know, have you got enough cash for bail as well, particularly with the choices that we have available up front at the moment? Um, with some of those mid-price forwards really firing, Ings, Calvert-Lewin, et cetera. Yeah.
0: So I think the short answer there, Diggy, is we haven't got a fucking clue. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, cheers for those questions, guys. Always appreciated. Um, and as, as we said, Keep an eye out for those what the fuck selection decisions and teams you're playing and get them through to us. On the question of team selections, we'll now jump into one of everyone's favourite segments on the bandwagon with Willie.
1: Uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks, mate. Um, I actually realised the other day this bandwagon segment could um, die a slow death as the season goes on because players are going to. Be- I don't know, just be less bandwagon. You know, as the season progresses, um, where trends start to develop, however, I've got three uh, today. All midfielders. Um, this was, so I took these figures yesterday. Again, same deal, guys. Transfers in column. Um, and I went with a couple of midfielders this week. Went back into the midfield, uh, having gone for those Aston Villa centre-backs last time out. Um, so today, we have, the first one is Edison Cavani. Just signed for Manchester United. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Stilo, but I think he's 33 now. 33 years of age. So he's had 38, uh, about 38,000 transfers in. Now, oh, I'm picking wow. this as probably largely people using wild cards over the international break, but... With the choice of strikers at the, uh, available at the moment, with, with as we just mentioned, those mid-price forts that are firing, who in their right mind has room for Cavani? <laughs> Never played in the Premier League. He's not going to start. He's not even as, as crap as United have been in those first couple of weeks. He's not going to start. So why on earth are you bring in Edison Cavani? I know 38,000 people. Uh, when the game has um, got seven million players, is not. It's probably still not. But still. I mean, come on. So that for me uh, is is a bandwagon this week because I think that's I think I might get that one right. (laughs) Um, Now in the in the break, I didn't know this, but I do now, having looked at um, the transfers. And Dale Stevens has made the move from Brighton to Burnley. Ah. And he dropped in value to four point four. But 35,700 people have brought him in for Burnley. Now, I, I wouldn't classify Dale Stevens as an attacking midfielder, would you? No. No, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't classify Burnley as an absolute goal machine, would you? No. No, so uh, yeah, I, I don't quite know what the fuck people are up to there, to be honest. What are you, what are you doing? Um, so yeah, Dale Stephens is uh, on the bandwagon this week. Stay away from me, but if you <laughs> want to bring him in, fantastic. I hope you bring him in against me because I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll show you a thing or two of what happens when you bring in players like him. Uh, and the last one, he's, he's only had half the number of transfers in, but um, Arsenal just signed Thomas Partey um, in the break for a hefty fee. Let's hope it pays off, but he's largely been more of a holding midfielder, defensive midfield Sort of player, I believe. I haven't seen too much of him uh, from uh, Liga One, which that's where he's come from, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, 17,000 transfers in Thomas Party for Arsenal. Now, if you're using one of your Arsenal slots on him, then I don't know, I think you're in trouble. Um, there's probably only one or two Arsenal players I'd even consider at the moment. One of them is obviously a Bamiyang. And the other one is maybe someone like Willian, or um, when he's not self-isolating, um, our his name's oh Tenney. His name just escaped me then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, those would be probably one of the only two Arsenal players I can sin But Party, yeah, I, I I don't know what people are But yeah, those are those are the three on the bandwagon this week, guys. Um, I'm pretty sure I'll get all three of those right. Uh, <laughs> stay away.
0: So- <laughs> Tim, if you're wanting to make some transfers, that's Cavani, Party, and Stevens. Stephens.
1: Yeah, if you want to have a good week,
0: bring those three. Yeah. <laughs> right, so <laughs> now just to, just to finish off the pod for this week, quick preview of upcoming games this week. And I picked out in the B League a couple of big games. You've got Kezzy Crumble looking to get his first win against Laurie Wilson. You've got the Upper Hutt Derby, Mike Garnett versus Matt Ryan. That's a big one. And um, you've also got, and where have I seen it? You've got the Melbourne Derby as well. What a moment versus the Invincibles. So those are my three big choices for the B League this week. Uh,
1: And you won the Super League as well? Yeah. Yeah. A couple of games i just actually noticed on the app um, that game week five's all good, but game week six, I don't know if people have noticed, noticed that we might have to, I don't know, have a chat in the, um, in the page, but only half the game week six fixtures appear on the app. So I don't know what's going on there. Um, might have to check it out on desktop. But anyway, um, conversation for next week. Um, and game week five. Um, so having a look, I really like the fixture between Tom Nelson's football fondlers and Dan Parker's Naki juniors. Okay. Um, Dan picked up a win just uh, before the international break to sort of um, right a few wrongs from the week prior. So I think he's had three wins. No. Yeah, three wins, I think, so far. Dan, if I'm right, or has he only had two? No, he's only had two, sorry. Um yeah, so those two um, traditionally big players. Um, Tom, to, Tom's been struggling, early doors. Uh, and, you know, so is Dan, really. Yeah, but they're two strong players. That'll be an interesting one. Um, I like the Baller United marksman fixture as well. Uh, Grant Rewe against Mark McLeod. Again, two quite strong players. And um, they look to have started very well, those two, um, you know, for the most part. Um, so I think that's one to look out for uh, on the weekend. Um, and you know what? I'm going to leave it there. I'm going to leave it there. I still think it's far too early to be uh, picking out too many games and uh, as things still develop.
0: In the Premier League, two, two big ones this weekend. You've got the Merseyside derby. This game that kicks off the weekend. And then on the same day, you've got Manchester City-Arsenal. City looking to bounce back. So two big ones for you on mm. Sunday early hours of Sunday morning over here.
1: I think that Leeds Wolves game could be a good one to watch as well at the end of the round.
0: Yeah, that's eight AM. Eight AM Tuesday, so might be yeah. a cheeky work at home day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I think that brings us to the end this week. Once again, thanks very much for joining me, Willie. No worries.
1: Uh, pleasure as always. Thank you just to those that have uh, tuned in and listened as well.
0: Yeah. So once again, thank you all for listening and commenting. Great to see. And we'll talk to you next week. And we may have a guest yet. Haven't confirmed that, but mm. we'll see what we can do. Right. Good luck, to everyone, this weekend. Cheers.